0: Jameis, The Case of the Missing Maid, Part 6, The Missing Note, is based on the book The Leavenworth Case by Anna Catherine Green.
1: Rachel was no delicate violet like her cousin. It was her strength that made her pleading eyes compelling. I realized, looking into them... That I was taking this case because I had no choice.
2: Mr. James, I'm sorry for Dawson's behavior. He sometimes assumes more authority than he has and tends to be prickly.
1: She glanced back at the house, her lips pursed. She turned back to me, her eyes assessing me.
2: Mr. James, it is paramount that you find Hannah. I would like to continue talking with you, but not here. Would you mind driving me someplace we could talk?
1: Where do you suggest?
2: Someplace I'm not recognized. Someplace quiet.
1: I looked at the dress she was wearing. Black, of course. It was a stunner. V-necked and sleeveless. It was a soft, drapey fabric falling to her knees. Her wrap dress held at the waist with a simple U-lock and flats that looked like they cost several hundred She probably thought she was dressed casually. You got an old pair of jeans? Doris was not in when we walked into Joey's. My regular booth was empty and we sat down.
0: You want the regular, Hunter?
1: Hey, Cassie. Just bring me a cup of coffee and a piece of pie.
0: What kind of pie you want?
1: What kind you got today?
0: Well, we got apple.
1: I waited until the waitress finished her litany of available pies and watched Rachel look around the diner. I expect she hasn't been in many diners like this, but she looked like she belonged here.
2: And sugar cream. So what you having?
1: Sugar cream.
2: And you, hon? I'll take a piece of chocolate pie, please, with a cup of tea.
0: Sure thing, hun.
1: We both waited until the waitress had walked away. Rachel wore a faintly amused expression.
2: I take it you're a regular here.
1: I actually have two offices. I indicated the booth. This is one of them.
2: <laughs> Certainly keeps the overhead low. And your other office?
1: The port of call. It's a bar on the bayside.
2: Do you live here in Pensacola Beach?
1: Yeah, got a little bungalow with some beach frontage close by her eyes were warm and friendly somehow she had taken control of the conversation i was willing to let her i leaned back and waited for her next question
2: bungalow doesn't sound like the place where a private detective that has an office and a diner would live why the bungalow
1: because abby wanted it long story so what do you want to talk to me about Cassie sat the pies down on the table.
0: Anything else I can get you to?
1: I think we're all set. Thanks, Cassie. Rachel watched Cassie move away from the table. I watched Rachel. My gut was telling me she had a secret. Maybe she would share it with me. Maybe she wouldn't. My mom had warned me about beautiful women with secrets. Mom always said that a woman with a secret might be fascinating and even worth getting to know. But she would never be a safe or satisfactory companion i didn't want to believe it but i found my mom's adage to be true i needed to thread carefully here i left my pie untouched and waited the ball is in rachel's court
2: oh this pie is delicious i wonder if they'd be willing to share the recipe with chef knight
1: the pies here are the best what did you want to talk to me about
2: I want you to work for me. I want you to find Hannah.
1: Chef Knight has asked me to do that.
2: I want you to work for me. I will refund any money that Chef has given you.
1: I haven't taken the case yet. Rachel reached into her purse and pulled out a wad of cash. She must have noticed my surprise.
2: I don't like to advertise this, but I always keep about $500 on me, just in case. Will that cover your retainer?
1: I don't have a contract with me. Send it to me. Guess I'm taking the case. I reached across and took the money. Okay. What exactly do you want me to do?
2: Find Hannah and clear her name. You must find her. Not only for her own safety, but I don't believe that she had anything to do with killing anyone. Especially...
1: She is still grieving. I could see the pain on her face before she controlled herself. My throat tightened as I watched her struggle with her emotions. She smoothed her napkin and looked up at me with defiant eyes.
2: I am confident that the police think she is guilty. I know that she is not. Did you know that Uncle Utimio had paid for her tuition at a rather exclusive school for the hospitality industry? He saw her as a candidate to become the estate's house manager. Hannah and Uncle Utimio had an
1: excellent working
2: relationship.
1: I did hear that. Dawson seemed to think she was somewhat lacking.
2: I think Dawson sees himself as the house manager. He's just a glorified secretary, nothing more. He would not be able to manage the household cleaning schedule, much less the staff.
1: You don't like Dawson?
2: If I were in charge, he would be gone. I think he's aware of that. However, because I'm leaving, he is empowered. Unity has never taken notice of the household and depends on Dawson to manage things.
1: You are leaving?
2: Yes, sooner rather than later. I had planned to leave when I had turned 25 and my parents' estate was fully under my control. I believe Unity will allow me to stay in the ranch. However, given recent events, I am leaving sooner. I just cannot stay
1: under that roof any longer. Don't the police want you to hang around?
2: They can't make me continue to live in the house. They have no authority to make me stay in the area. I'm going out of state, but not far. At least, not until Hannah is found.
1: So, where is this exclusive school located?
2: Oh, uh, in Alabama. It's close to the ranch. That's how Uncle
1: knew about it. The horse ranch?
2: Yes, I love it there. Uncle had us staying there as much as we were here. I think partly because of Lola. Unity hates the ranch. I'm hoping she'll give it to me. Everything about it is perfect.
1: So Unity went with you to the ranch?
2: Uh, She wasn't happy about it. Uncle insisted we travel as a family to the ranch. He compromised by allowing Unity to stay at the Benham breakfast in town. I think he got tired of hearing her complain about the smell.
1: Can I have the ranch address and the hospitality school's name?
2: Oh, of course. You will need it anyway as I plan on relocating to the ranch in two days. After the funeral. Uh, What's your cell number? I'll text it to you.
1: I might have to go to Alabama and check out the ranch myself. Hannah might run there if she was familiar with the ranch and the town around it. Would you mind if I checked out the ranch myself?
2: Oh, I see. I will let the staff know to expect you. I think you will find them more welcoming than Dawson.
1: Could you tell me what happened the night Hannah disappeared?
2: Um, not much to tell. I retired to my room at around 7 o'clock. I ate a fruit salad in my room. I spent the evening watching television. After that, I grabbed a lurid mystery novel and read it until I fell asleep.
1: So you didn't hear a gunshot or any noises that drew your attention?
2: I don't think I would have. Later that evening, the neighbors had used the end of their dog for a fireworks display. It was annoying. The wind was blowing toward the house and carried all the noise and smell of the fireworks, I closed my window. If I did hear a gunshot, I would have thought it was the fireworks.
1: That explains a lot. Everything would smell like gunpowder anyway. Any gunshots would be covered by the fireworks. And what happened the following day? She sat very still. I waited.
2: I was dressed and ready and looking at the invitation list for the charity gala that we host when I heard Suzanne screaming. I ran downstairs and found Dawson slapping her. Suzanne managed to tell me that my uncle was dead. I went into the room and found him. His face.
1: She trailed off and covered her mouth with her hands. Her eyes welled up with tears. I handed her a napkin and waited.
2: Thank you. I told Dawson to call the police, and I stayed with the body until they arrived. The police asked us to clear the area and began their investigation.
1: Were you questioned by the police at that time?
2: Yes, we all were. The detective kept asking us about a crumpled up note on Uncle's desk. I saw no note. A note? Yes. Apparently, an unexpected visitor arrived the night my uncle died. Suzanne said that when Uncle wouldn't see him the man left a handwritten note that she gave Dawson. When I asked Dawson about it later, he said that Uncle became very angry at reading the note, crumpled it up, and threw it on his desk. There was no crumpled up note on the desk. I don't know why the police are so concerned about a missing note.
1: My gut was telling me that she wasn't telling me the truth. But why lie about a note that has gone missing? I wanted to believe her. I wanted to make this all go away for her. My mother's warning kept ringing in my head. Rachel was keeping secrets.
0: Thank you for listening to Seamus. If you liked this episode of Seamus, please take a moment to leave a review and tell your friends. Seamus, The Case of the Missing Maid... Part 6, The Missing Note, is based on the book The Leavenworth Case by Anna Catherine Green. Hunter James was played by Patrick Brancato. Rachel Gonzalez was played by Katie Sharp. Cassie the Waitress was played by Marsha Hinton. I'm Leslie Woodruff. This episode of Seamus was written by Max Reese and directed by Gene Phillips. Sound design for Seamus is provided by openmicrecordingstudio.com Seamus is a New Meadows Media production. All rights reserved.